Isn't that cool? All right, awesome. So great to be in C3 Church, Tugra today. Uh, an incredible Sunday morning. And uh, who enjoys being a part of this incredible community? Uh, C3 Church, Tugra. We enjoy Callum being a part of our community as well. And uh, what a great church. What a great day. What great leaders Pastor Phil and Julie have are to this church. And uh, I think I, I came to this church back in 1997. Does that sound right? When did, um, when did C3 Church Tugger start? What year? Yeah, I think I came six months in. Nine, yeah, I, I, I was in year seven in 1997. The Achilles won his world title, anybody? And, uh, and uh, I, Lizrow High School, anybody? And uh, Central Coast, represent... I think Matty Bromfield is a Lizrow High School fellow legend. And uh, 1997, in year seven, and uh, my friend dragged me to this uh, church. And I thought, barely a church, I think, I don't know. And I said, oh, they're trying to launch a youth ministry. Uh, Do you want to come be a part of it? And I said, no. And uh, they said, if you go uh, on Friday night, uh, we'll go surfing Saturday morning. And I went, okay, let's do that. So I came along Friday night, Pastor Phil was there, and it was in the back of uh, North Wyong somewhere in some little house up the top. You go up some street, down there's a little house just up there. And uh, that was my first encounter, Friday night, Friday night. And uh, 1997, here I am. Uh, what year is it now? 2023. So anyone here longer than 1997, probably just these guys. 
and uh, Frank and Pauline and others and others and others. And uh, pivotal time for a young man, year seven. Uh, who remembers being a young man in year seven? So much stuff going on. Well, that's probably a good thing, Pastor Jill, if you don't remember being a young man. And I have had so much fun, and I believe Jill and I are launching out to launch the Faith Hope Love Church on the Central Coast. And we are super excited about it. We have a couple of locations in mind. One is phenomenal. It's incredible. The other one's ginormous. So who knows where we'll go. But uh, I just, as we're, as we're, we wrestled and wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with that idea for ever and a day. Probably two years I wrestled with it. And Jilly and I chatted about it. And, uh, you know, we were so happy just to be a part of the church and hang out and uh, be on the front row and high-five everybody and walk along. And uh, we felt like God was calling us. And uh, we felt like we believed that God was actually sending us out. Uh, and uh, one of the things I wrestled with the most, to be honest, was I believe that when you do something for the Lord, it takes a commitment. There's a commitment. And uh, I wrestled with the fact that this is committing to 40 years. I believe as we step out that it's not just for two weeks, two years, five years, 10 years or whatever. But when you say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do something. I know God changes things. God moves things. Doesn't, God doesn't hold us to things. I know that. But it feels like as you step out, it's like you're committing to this. So there's a big wrestle within us. And I believe, to be honest, that uh, God placed Andrew and Julie under the, the phenomenal leaders, Phil and Julie Oldfield, to train and equip and empower to go out uh, to do something great. So we love the Central Coast. And I believe that God's going to do something amazing. So thank you, Pastor Phil and Julie, for being such phenomenal leaders. And uh, let's give them a shout out. We are launching uh, this. I'll come to that in a second. This is uh, a book that we, Julie and I wrote a little while ago. Uh, it's called The Faith, Hope, Love Community. And uh, it is phenomenal. It's basically a glove uh, sorry, that's that one. It's basically, basically the gospel generation to a Instagram, the gospel message to an Instagram generation. And uh, we, Julie and I, were on a down the beach uh, years ago and uh, doing a Christian sort of beach event, actually, and surrounded by so many, probably a couple hundred young people, and uh, great-hearted, phenomenal young people. And I, you know those moments where you feel yourself outside of yourself? And I remember looking around at all these incredible young people who want to serve the Lord. And uh, it hit, me, hit my spirit. I said, these guys love the Lord, but they have no clue who God is. And they have no clue who God says that they are. And the moment that people come at them, the moment there's um, you know, someone pointing a finger at you or a challenge or anything like that, if you don't know who God is and you don't know who, what God says about you, guess what? You will crumble, fold, retreat, go back as fast as you came. And so I, we ran home and, uh, and said, hey, uh, we need to tell our young people who they are and uh, who God says that they are. So this is the um, Faith, Hope, Love community. It's amazing. We've had so many people uh, go through that and do that. It also came out of, Julie and I were at the, um, remember who's ever had those moments when you're voting? Uh, that's how we got the title. Uh, I had a, a couple of other names, Callum, and they were no good. And uh, thank the Lord I didn't write, you know, anyway. And uh, you, think, you know, you, know, you think was, this is a great idea, let's do this. And then you go, oh, my, man, alive. imagine if we actually had that as my title. But we were in the um, we were voting in the, remember the election and you vote? And I remember being in the booth 
and uh, and there was the Labour Party, the Liberal Party, the Greens Party, the Full Drive Party, the Whoever Party, the Gun Party. And I'm thinking, who 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 am I? Which which one do I fit into? Who 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 am I? And uh, it hit me. It said, Andrew, who is the church? Who is who who is the church? Has been battered in the last little while, but who is the church? The church is the community of the faith, hope, and love. We are people of faith, hope, and love community. What happens when you go to the church? We've got faith in a big God, hope of a bright future, and uh, love that I'm knowing that I'm loved by the Lord. I'm loved and accepted by the Lord, and I can love and accept other people. Who who is the church? That's who we are. So we went home and did that, and uh, it's great. So if you've got any young people that you know, uh, hand them out. And this one here is what we're talking about today. It's called a glove box handbook for men. And uh, this one, uh, this one here, the first book here, you can, your young people can read this in like what, half an hour, 40 minutes. It's designed that they can read the first half on the way to school on the school bus and the second half on the way home. And, uh, and then I thought, it's actually what happened is we had past, remember Pastor Ada Boland? Who remembers Pastor Ada? Anybody? Incredible. And she prayed at, this, I think it was a night meeting or a morning meeting, I don't remember. And she pulled me aside. She says, Andrew, I see hundreds and hundreds of young men around you. Young men, young men, young men. And I went, oh, okay, young men, young families. And I went, whoa, okay. And uh, she prayed for me. I went, that's amazing, Pastor Ada. Thank you for that. You're incredible. And then uh, she was leaving. I said, hey, Pastor Ada, you're not going to believe this, but I just sent to the editor uh, my final draft of what's called a glove box handbook for men. And uh, she went, oh, cool, and left. And uh, this one here, she didn't care. Oh, wow, amazing. God's good, and just walks off. And, uh, you know, when you're trying to, like, encourage somebody. And, uh, and this one here, if you thought the first one was easy to read, um, this is for men. And uh, so there's a few pop-outs, a few little things that come out. And uh, this one's even more simple. And, uh, you know, who knows that the man, especially in 2023, uh, you know, are doing their best, doing all they can do. Uh, we're surrounded by great men, phenomenal men, incredible men, uh, who seemingly have the weight of the world coming at them. Uh, you're this, you're that, you're not this, you're not that. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, and how dare you think this, and how dare you say that? And the man, you know, who does God say that the man is? Who does God say men are? And I think the thing that you'll find is when you discover who God says that men are, you know, it'll unlock so much in us that it's like God doesn't call us defeated, you know, beaten, lost, anything like that. God says that, you know, you're powerful, you, you have authority, you can move forward, you can beat this, you can get over that. No matter how bad it looks, you can, you know, attack it and, and go forward. So that's what this one's about. Very, very simple. Um, I wrote chapter three and uh, we're, getting the, um, we're getting the graphics done, which is amazing. And Julie goes, oh no, chapter three, they've lost the whole chapter. It's only 70 words. And I said, yeah, that's how I wrote it. 70 words for men. And it says, if God says he will, he will. Speaking to the man, if God says he has, he has. If God says he can, he can. If God says you can, you can. If God says you have, you have. If God says you are, you are. If God says you will, you will. It's very, very simple. Um, you don't need a degree uh, to read it or to write it. 
Last one, it says here, can I pray for a new car? Yes. Can I pray for my business to continue to prosper? Yes. Can I pray for the prosperity of my family? Yes. Can I pray to be surrounded by meaningful relationships? Yes. Can I pray to be healed? Yes. Can I pray on my morning walk for the Lord to speak to me? Yes. Very simple, very basic. And I believe that when we were at the national conference, we had pastors come up and are buying boxes for Father's Day. They're going to hand them out to all their men for Father's Day. And uh, it is a great gift for your dad. Uh, it's a very simple read, very easy read. Who does God say men are? We need to know. We need to know who does God say that we are. Um, anyway, so that's there. That's fun. And uh, that's going to be incredible. We're su- super excited about it. Pastor Phil wrote me a great endorsement on the back. Thank you, Pastor Phil. Uh, it's incredible. We love that. He's on the back. Uh, on the back, there's a cool dude that says, if it's the only book you read this year, it's been a good year. Who remembers the Bridgestone tire ad? Anybody? Don't tell them. But uh, anyway, thank you, Bridgestone. We'll take that. And so they're up there. Only $15. What a great gift for Dad. What a great gift for your son. Uh, our kids read all the books that we write. And uh, you know why? Because the battle is for who? The next. Always the next. What are wars fought for? The next. Uh, two things I believe the wars are fought for, for the next generation and for art. Uh, what are, what are, why do people fight? And no, no, you will not. No, art. We love. Anyway, random. All right. So we're excited for that. If you, have, if you come with me this morning, I just got a, a message this morning on a, a powerful guy in uh, the Bible, a man called Noah. Does anyone know a guy called Noah? What a great guy. Incredible guy. If we have our, our Bibles, who reads our Bibles, who loves their Bibles, New King James, NIV, New Living, Message, which one's the best one? Bron- Matty Bromfield, which one's the best Bible translation? If it's not the New King James, then you're wrong. But anyway, New King James is the most powerful uh, that's the one, that's how Jesus spoke. He spoke in New King James. We think he spoke in the NIV. No, he didn't. I think he spoke in the living. No, he didn't. He actually spoke in the New King James. It's powerful. Let's read it. It says here in Genesis chapter 6, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Amazing. What a thing to say on your tombstone. What did this guy do? What happened? What did he achieve? No, that's what Julie was speaking about last week. Noah walked with God. Unbelievable. The rest after that probably doesn't matter. Whatever you've done after that doesn't means nothing. Noah begot. We don't say that anymore. Just Evan begot. Leon, no, Noah begot. Anyone begot any kids lately? We had our, um, two of our kids had their birthday yesterday, actually. Uh, one turned 12, one turned five. And uh, two, our number two boy, Charlie, and youngest, Florence, born on the same day, five years apart. Unbelievable. Anyone else have kids born on the same day but aren't twins? Anybody? I met someone else the other day. We're going to start a club, actually, for parents who have kids born on the same day, different years. It's wild. Um, It says, the earth was corrupt uh, before God. The earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their own way on the earth. Noah uh, could be considered living in a world very similar to ours right now. Maybe, if not worse, I don't know. But what did Noah do? Noah walked with the Lord. Noah, a, a man of wild faith. Love this guy. And what did he do? This guy did, did something that was completely unprecedented. And this morning I want to chat about how and why 
what got inside this guy, this humble farmer. We don't know really too much about this man called Noah. Didn't, you know, uh, went on to create a vineyard. So potentially he was a farmer before all this happened. But you know what's amazing? As Noah walked with the Lord, he found himself with audacious faith, audacious vision, which resulted in bold action. Is it a coincidence that as Noah included God into his world, as we, as we stop and we pause and we actually say, God, I need you in this day. I, I got kids at school. I've got kids at high school. I've got kids at university, my business. I'm stepping out. I, I got interest rates going up. I got all this stuff coming at me. Isn't it amazing as Noah included God into his world that he found himself audacious faith. This is amazing that when you read through the Bible, the guys actually stop and walk with the Lord. What is one of the results of that? They, they, they connect and they see what God sees. They, they have their faith actually connect. It says they discover that God is, a, is a, a big God, that God is a great God. And what sometimes we get freaked out about, God doesn't even think about. And this guy had audacious vision. Why? As he's connected to the Lord, you see what God sees. What do I want my, for my life and for my kids? Do I want the vision that says, no, it can't be done. It's too hard. This is, you know, interest rates and all this stuff. Or do we want to be the people that says, hey, God, I want to see what you see. And then you know what happened? It results in bold action. Noah actually got up and built a ark. Daniel eleven thirty two says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I love that thought. Not that thought, I love that verse. It says here as we read on uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy the earth. Verse 14, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make the rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. What a great day. God comes up to Noah and says, hey, dude, so great. You're amazing. You're walking with me. It's powerful. Uh, the earth's got all this stuff going on. But, uh, dude, I've called you to do something great. And he says, make yourself an ark. And he's like, whoa. Um, hmm. Wouldn't it be heaps easier, God, if you just did it all? Wouldn't it be easier, God, if, you, if I just stumbled across a giant ark? You know, sometimes when we think God calls us to do something, the Bible says here that God says, hey, Noah, I want you to make the ark. Sometimes we think that as we step out, God will do it all for us. God will make it all happen. God will build the team. God will get the land. God will mow the lawn. God will build the fence. God will plant the gardens. God will take the weeds out. All I have to do is just turn up. No, the first thing that God said to Noah, he says, hey, dude, make it yourself. You've got to get up and get going. He knows that God will help us, but he actually won't do it for us. few thoughts uh, this morning. Thought number one, God asked Noah to do something that had, that had never been done before. What is the Christian life? Doing something new. Who knows that God is in the business of doing unprecedented things? This had never been done before. Noah followed the Lord and God asked him to step out in this great way. Who knows that we serve the God that the first thing he did was to create heaven and earth. We serve the creator, creator God. 
God creates brand new things. He created the, hev- the universe, the heavens, the earth. The first thing he did, create all the you know, mountains and rivers and valleys. We serve the creator. Uh, God is the creator. The devil, what is it? The, God is the creator. The devil's a copycat. God creates. The devil imitates. I believe as we're connected to the Lord, we'll always be doing something new. We'll always have something that we're stepping into, always something that we're growing into, always something that we're moving towards uh, is a brand new thing. Uh, so wild, actually, that uh, it hadn't even rained, Helen. hadn't even rained. Uh, the earth, the Bible said, there had never had water fall, fall from the sky. And it, it's like... I can't even imagine that. Hey, Noah, great news. I'm going to make you build this huge ark, ginormous, it's massive, uh, because water is going to fall from the sky and flood, so much water, it's going to flood the earth. It's like, you might as well say Toyota Camry is going to fall from the sky, and, you know, doesn't make any sense that this guy's doing what God's called him to do. And it's like, God's not intimidated by what our situation looks like right now. Whatever our bank account, whatever our family, whatever this relationship, whatever that looks like, what my business looks like, can I tell you a secret? God's not intimidated by the state of that right now. Uh, but it says in Isaiah 43, verse 19, it says, Behold, what is the Christian life? I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, spring forth out of nowhere. I uh, love our merch. It has sprung out of nowhere. And we're excited to sell Faith, Hope, Love Community merch. Uh, shirts, jumpers, bags, the whole thing. Why? Because I believe that whatever the church can do, whatever we can do to get the gospel message out, do that. Hey, it might cost you. Hey, it might do this. No, it doesn't matter. Get the gospel message out in any form, in any way, in any capacity that you can. Get it out. Get it into the community. That God is a community of faith, hope, and love. Anyway, that's up there. It's going to be so much fun. He says, Behold, even I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's the Christian life. A road where... In the wilderness. Oh no, my life's hard. Yeah, you're in the wilderness. Why? Because the Lord is making a road in the wilderness. Oh, I'm on an island. It's so great. I'm just sitting around swimming, hanging out. There's no problems here. No, dr- no. the Christian life, i tell you the truth, it's a road in the wilderness. It's a river in the desert. And the more that we read about those who are connected to the Lord, the, all these great men and women, what do they do? They stepped out against all odds. They defied the odds. They were connected to Almighty God or whatever it looked like. You know, imagine Moses, when the Israelites come to the Red Sea, surely God could have gone, hey, Moses, you've been through a whole lot. You've gone to Pharaoh. You've done this. You've come back. The Israelites, you know, ripped on you and they've argued and grumbled. You've dragged them to the Red Sea. You would have think that God just would have had the Red Sea already open, big signs, big dry path all the way through, right? Moses got the grumbling Israelites behind him, the you know chariots behind them, and he gets to the Red Sea. He's like, "Oh, you're kidding! Come on!" You know, God could have gone before Moses in that moment and already opened the Red Sea. But what does God do? God works against the odds. God defies the odds. As we follow the Lord, it's not going to be living a life on a beach as a paradise. That will happen, of course. But it's like God goes before us and makes a way, regardless of how it looks. And it says. Noah found himself with a steely determination to build something great for the Lord. One of my thoughts that I've written down here is I think we need more men who can hear from the Lord, get to work, willing to stand the test of time regardless of who says what. Wow, tough words. Point number two, how long did this thing take to build? 
Wouldn't it be great for our kids to see a man, a mom, a dad, a father, a mother who followed the Lord wholeheartedly their entire life? Dad, how do I, you know, commit to being a follower of the Lord regardless the season, regardless the trial, regardless what's going on? Let our kids see our parents, let our kids, let our communities see the church of those who are committed to following the Lord, Noah 100% committed to his cause. Noah was all in. Not half in, not half out. Oh yeah, if I'm around around this crew, I act like this. Who's ever ever seen Christians like that? If I'm around this guy, I'll act like this and maybe drop the old swear word here and there. But then when I'm in church, oh, bless God, praise God, holy this, holy that, God, you're good. But then I go back to, oh, you know, swearing, you know. You know, Noah all in, all in, 100% committed. What a, what, a, what a great thing to do. In fact, because of this guy's commitment, he actually went well above and beyond what he could actually do in his life. He went, he went above and beyond his own ability. Imagine if Noah didn't connect to the Lord. There's no way he would have done this great thing. Point number three, I think it's, it's this, point number three, there is a cost. Oh, cool, it's up there. Do you know that as we follow the Lord, can I tell you something? There is a cost. How much did this thing cost? Just step out and build something grateful. There were always, 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 David stepped out to fight the giant. What was the cost? He risked his own life. All these guys that step out, there is a, what is the truth of the gospel? Jesus dying on a cross. There is a cost. You know, to think that it's all fun and games. Yeah, look. It's not always great timing. It's not always, you know, oh, it's right there. Bad timing, bad work commitments, family. There is a cost. How much did it cost? Point number four, who paid for it? You would think when God says, hey, Noah, great news. This is going to be phenomenal. Guess what, dude? This is the best thing. I'm going to use you, dude. You're going to do something that's never been done before. This is unprecedented. Forget it. This is going to be huge. Who paid for it? Who paid for the ark? Did Noah find a big thing of gold somewhere and uh, use that to go down to the Gopherwood store? Did God supply him a secret Amex car that he could swipe? No preset limit. Bang, bang, bang. Swipe away, dude. Don't worry. Buy Gopherwood. Buy nails. Buy pitch. You need more, dude. Just go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Who knows? The Bible says that um, Noah built it himself. Spent his own money. Spent my own money? Yeah, he spent his own money. Huge. Um, I'm sure Noah could have gone down to increase his property portfolio instead of building this giant ark or take his family on lavish holidays around the world or, you know, update this and buy that, new car, new boat, new yacht, new whatever. No. What does his bank account say? It doesn't matter. The fact is, Noah put his own money where his mouth was and did this thing. Huge. Point number five, what did they say about Noah as they walked past? Criticism, not always easy to handle. Uh, People will, as we're connected to the Lord, doing great things. Even um, Andy, Joe Rogan, anyone know Joe Rogan, the guy? He said, here's the truth. Those who do nothing will try and rip you down. Those who step out and do something themselves, guess what? They will never rip you down. They will never rip you down because they know how hard it is to actually step out and do it themselves. Those who step out, 
Even if you fail, they'll go, dude, mate, let's do it again. You step out, how'd it go? I failed. Do it again. Step out again. It's not over. It doesn't matter. Step out. Do it again. Last thought, number six. Noah did all, there's a verse verse at the end, it says, Noah did all that God commanded him. Last thought, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? The man that said it can't be done, or the man who stepped out and followed the Lord. Lord, this morning we thank you that, uh, Father, you are almighty. Father, there is a cost, there is a price, it does take hard work, there is an effort. But Father, as we connect to the Lord, Father, you make a way where there is no way. In fact, you place us in the wilderness. You place us like Moses heading towards the Red Sea with the Israelites behind us. Only why? To do a miracle again. So, Father, today, Father, I know this is a day about men, um, but let the church rise. Father, I pray that the church, the message is too good. The message is too good for it not to get out there in any capacity, in any way. Father, there are thousands upon thousands of people and families and uh, school teachers and bus drivers and firemen and policemen and doctors and lawyers, uh, Lord, that are struggling in this world, struggling in this world, don't know if this is going to be their last day, can't go on any longer. Why? No hope. And uh, Lord, we have the message, Lord, the message of faith, the message of hope, the message of love today, Father, that you would empower a whole church, a whole army of people. Uh, to get up and to go and to, to, to get the gospel message out in any form, any capacity, to be, um, what's that thought? Your life might be, might be the only gospel some people read. And what does it say? Father, bless our high schools, bless our primary schools, bless our universities, bless our government. Lord, they need the hand of God on them. They need, they need favor on them. They need wisdom on them. Father, bless our streets, bless our neighborhood, bless our beaches, bless our stadiums. Father, let the love of Jesus, let the love of God flow throughout this entire community. Father, let there be a stake in the ground. Lord, let there be a, 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 a push against the tide. Father, the church is not dead. The church is not beaten. The church is not over. The church is not old. The church is not uh, unrelevant or irrelevant. No, the church is the army. God, the church is the color. Lord, the church is, is God breathing life into this earth. God, you are breathing life into this earth through the church. And today, Father, as we are in this house, Father, that same spirit, that God inside of Noah, that same spirit, that same spirit, regardless who says what, regardless what they say, it doesn't look like anything right now. I've got to spend my own money. I've got to commit 100% of who I am. Father, let that same spirit come on the inside of us. Lord, defiant, Lord, steely, determination to build something great for you, Father, in your name. Lord, let the gospel message, let it go out and let it go out and let it go out and let it go out in your mighty name, in your mighty name. Father, fill us with that same, same spirit, I pray, in your mighty name, in Jesus' name. How about we stand and uh, we might worship the Lord. I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Phil. We're going to open the altar, but uh, bless you, church. Praise God. Thank you so much, Andrew. What we want to do is uh, pray for the men. I think that, man, that handbook, uh, can I have just a copy of my hand? So this is a real...